Racing. Green light, they're set to go. Green light's on. Set for a start. Kablenge is holding on. Cut glory for Kablenge. But it is all heart style Rico, and he is going to absolutely bolt the Melbourne Cup in. It's episode number 22 of the Green Light on Premier Racing podcast. Welcome along, and I'm pinching myself that we've made it to 22 in one way. And then I think about it, and I think we're going strong, we're going big, we're going better than ever before, episode number 22. And I think one of the, the main reasons this podcast is getting so much better is because of one of the co-hosts that we've got, Corey Smith, and he's on the line at the moment. Calls up, big week, mate. How are you travelling? I thought you were going to give Jason Adams a rap there, being one of the better co-hosts, but I'm glad that you've uh, been quite quite nice to me. It's been a good week and uh, another decent card at the Meadows and, and plenty going on in Greyhound Racing this week. It's well a... done on episode 22. <laughs> That's it, mate. We're going boldly. But uh, we're recording this podcast right before the, the launching pad meeting on the Thursday. It will be released Thursday uh, just prior to the launching pad going. Just quickly off the top, is there a tip in the launching pad you have for us? Oh, look, where she fast is obviously very hard to beat, but in this race, you might struggle to get across. So mm. I'm, uh, I'm I'm relatively clean, keen on uh, Plaintiff. I think he has the right map. He's got plenty of early speed, and he just keeps on improving. So mm. you want a group three here at the Meadows, and, yeah, I've got plenty of time for Plaintiff. There's been a big push around uh, all week, and I think Jason Adams even was was pretty keen on the podcast the other day on, on Plaintiff, as well as, obviously, the, the launching pad. Friday, we see the the Geelong Cup heats, first running of, of Greyhound Racing on Good Friday. I think it's a great thing, Corey, because obviously we're having the, the extended coverage of, of the Greyhound Racing here in Victoria uh, through Greyhound Racing Victoria. You'll be a part of that. I'll be a part of that as well. And, and at the end of the day, the number one goal about this day is raising money for the kids. And if we can find a way to do that with having racing on and raising as much money as we possibly can, I, I think it can only be a good thing. Yeah, look, the, the racing's essentially secondary here. It just basically gives us a vehicle to, to raise money for such a wonderful cause. So, yeah, no, I'm very proud to, to be a part of it, and I know you are too. So it'll be a good day, and hopefully uh, hopefully everyone opens up the wallets and, and we can raise a fair bit of money for what is such a great cause. Well, I've just been elevated to the host of the show, I think, on uh, on Friday, mate, so I might be able to open up that wallet and just uh, just give away a little bit uh, a little bit more cash. But, no, it'll be, it'll be good fun, and they do an incredible job there at the Royal Children's Hospital. Run of the week. Well, when I came on air to record this podcast, Corey, I, I, I sort of found it hard to find a run of the week. There were a couple of big runs. McKeon Bale was one, and we ended up settling on a greyhound by the name of Kalinda Lady. And it wasn't just because of the way she won this, but it's the potential of what she could do moving forward. And uh, here she is here winning over the 600 metres last Saturday night. Outside jumped away pretty well. It's a great charge for the lead though. Kalinda Lady's drifting back and going up fast now. Showtime Boomer took the lead from Blicter Rhino, moving up, followed by Capra third. Over to the inside, then came Zippy Audi, followed for the back by Kalinda Lady. On the move over on the inside, needs a rails runners getting a beautiful run through. And down the back straight, the heavens open, the favourite got through. It's Kalinda Lady dashing away, four, five lengths in front. Zippy Audi followed further back then by Zipping Panama. Next then came Sizzling Sam Quincy Vale out at the tail then. Capra Lecter Rhino in the straight. Kalinda Lady is ripping away for an easy win at the end over Zippy Audi, followed then by uh, further back winner in Sizzling Sam. That's a tremendous win. Yes, the heavens open. Yes, she got the space. But she's run home in 12-11, Corey, over 600 metres. That's a good enough run home to power home over the 500. So she has to be a dead set stayer in the making. 
Yeah, and I think Jason Thompson is very, very keen to step her up in trip. And I think she's in at, uh, in at Geelong tomorrow night, stepping up in trip a little bit there. And she's certainly one for the future's uh, punters with, with some of the distance races coming up because I think she has a massive future. I had Lukey Thompson on our uh, show for the, uh, for the Ballarat Cup meeting just a couple of days ago. And he sort of gave the indication that they think she's going to be the better stayer in comparison to Kalinda Patty. Obviously, Kalinda Patty can run the, the really fast times from the front, whereas potentially uh, Kalinda Lady might come from behind. But in saying that, how often do we see, Corey, when they go from a, a sprint 500, 600, come from behind, they end up getting to 700 and they're front running stayers? Yeah, no, we see it a lot. There's, there's been plenty over the years, probably Santa Bale's one to name. Um, she probably front-run a, a fair bit from uh, over the 500 as well. But you just see front-running stayers. They're just so impressive. And Kalinda Lady, if she can if she can become a front-running stayer, she would be an absolute mm. superstar. But, yeah, I think uh, the Thompson family are pretty bullish about the chances of Kalinda Lady stepping up and trip. And uh, I think there's a few futures prices where Kalinda Patty's a bit shorter than Kalinda Lady. So, so you could play those ones if you're interested. Won't be shorter once our family on the Green Light on Premier Racing podcast lash out on that one. Saturday's preview. Saturday night racing at the Meadows. And I think fair to say, Corey, there are some really strong races, but probably not as strong a program as we normally draw on a Saturday night at the Meadows. Obviously, with the launching pad final, with the uh, the Ballarat Cup, or just round and now the Geelong Cup uh, this week with the Heats uh, Friday. It's a busy time, but still 12 races to find winners at the end of the day. That's it. Every race has a winner. It doesn't matter what's in there. And like you said, it's a very, very packed racing calendar at the moment. But there's still plenty of good dogs going around, and yeah, hopefully we can find 12 winners. Oh, it'll be tough to find 12. I think there's value, though, because there are a few greyhounds that potentially probably wouldn't go to town and, and try and win a Metro race that have had a crack because of the fact, knowing that, that the fields might be slightly slightly less quality than what we're normally seeing at, at a Metropolitan track with that deep racing around. Let's get straight into selections. Race one, I'll kick it off. I'm going for Sazan Bale. Uh, I just like the run five starts ago at Horsham, was beaten half a length in 27.37. I think if he can bring that form here to the Meadows, he's, he's a type of dog that doesn't begin all that quick, but he's got a good turn of pace when he hits the ground. So box fours may be not ideal, but I, I think he'll be thereabouts from the squeeze. How do you see the first, which go at, which is set to bounce at 6.37? Yeah, I, I was tossing up between the one and the four, Romina Bale and Sazan Bale, and uh, landed with Romina Bale, so I've gone slightly different to you. Um, certainly been racing in, in harder companies than this, but obviously being beaten by Rapaki Rock and Patriot Earhart and Ariane Bale, who we've got time for in, in three very quick times the last three starts. So doesn't run into any of those here, and I think he gets the job done from the red box. Does it worry you when they have 20 starts, only one win and 10 placings, and yet in the last three starts have, have gone 30 and 19, 30 2 in two of those three runs? It's, it's obviously a case-by-case basis. It's, I had a look at the race, and there's not many good strike rates in this race. So it's, mm. it's kind of one where maybe you just put a line through it. And the daily dogs as well probably get a little bit of an exception because they do race against each other um, so frequently in, in their early stages. So, yeah, it's, it's one of those ones. It's a case-by-case basis. But, yeah, I'm always a little bit sceptical of seeing a, a one win from 20 starts type dog going around and, and being my on-top selection. But... You've got to find a winner. It's interesting because race two, I'm tipping for Jigglypuff. Another daily runner, like you suggest, they often race in good company against each other. This one here has had 31 starts, only winning two races, but over $20,000 in prize money. So 
As an owner, would you prefer your greyhound to win less races and end up with more prize money or reverse, win more races and end up with less prize money? Well, as an owner, I had two two brothers and it was a bit like that. One won a group three and won more prize money and then the other one had 21 wins. So it was, um, I kind of had the best of both worlds there. So I don't really have a firm opinion on that. I guess you just, you love the dogs and as long as they're trying their guts out, it doesn't really matter. But Jigglypuff has honestly burnt my money more times than I can count. (laughs) Really hurts my feelings a lot. So I've landed with City Knights, who uh, got the job done for us last week. And I think with that early speed, obviously box seven isn't ideal. Um, but in a race like this with slow beginners around it, I think can get the job done from the wide draw. Best bet of the night comes up in race number three for me. There's pace of plenty with two and four. Shimmer Pearl, Dr. Riker, they'll come together. And a little bit of a favourite of mine who, I think similar to that runner in the previous for you, mate, it, it's burnt my pocket a few times, Subtle Art. I just think it gets the glorious run from box number five, which is a rare feat from the the squeezed draw. But if it can get on its bike, follow the four, this is the best bet of the night for mine. Subtle art drawn box number five. Now, I did do a little bit of of preparation this week, and I'd written a sentence, and I'll read that to you. Finally won for me last start at Sandown. Should get a card across from the speed in the four, as well as the two being the likely leader. So we're seeing that very, very similar. And I think Subtle Art can certainly win this one. It was almost a little bit spooky, that, wasn't it? Just how, how in sync we were when doing form. And you know what they say, Corey, when two minds, great minds think alike, the result normally comes through. <laughs> yeah, that's it, that's it. We've had, a, we've had a little bit of luck with our great minds thinking alike as of late. So mm. hopefully Subtle Art can certainly get the job done. Well, McKeon Vale last week was one of those. Hey, race four, tricky race, 600 metres, a bit of speed in the race. I've gone with three, Aston Lavinia. Just thought she might lead. If there's a bit of a pack behind, she might be able to scamper along and, and take some catching. How do you see it? Yeah, this is a really tough race, really interesting race. Obviously, Fernando's Quest is the split record holder over the, the now 730 metres um, <laughs> from out wide, and there's plenty of speed there. But I'm, I've landed with Torpedo Tears from the inside draw. Not, not a high confidence that... I think we can map to get in just behind the speed and be too strong, mate. Yeah. Just touching on that, the 730, it uh, changed from 725 because the the track wasn't measured properly. What was the go there? Yeah, so it's uh, it's been an issue that's been there since the, the inception of the Broadmeadows site. So since 1999, wow. um, it's been it's been measured wrong and, and uh, put out there wrong. So we've had to fix that with the new isolink data coming through. Uh, just had discrepancies being shown with the distance travelled. So we have to change it, but it's essentially, it's a bit of a cosmetic change, really. It doesn't actually change anything except in your form guide that now says 730 metres, which will take a little bit of getting used to. Do, uh, do we have to pay those dogs who were, who were nabbed on the line at the end of the 725? <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've had so many people message me or call me about this, and I'm just like, oh man, my, my mind is boggled by it, but um, we've, we've got it done, and yeah, there shouldn't be issues in the last five metres, that's for sure. No, nah, that's it. More of a marathon now, mate, anyway. I just noticed it with Lola Coaster in the form guide. It's actually the first time I've seen the 7.30 written down. But uh, race number five, I am going with Lola Coaster. I just think it's not a very deep 600-metre race. And, and four starts ago was beaten a half-length to Zerati in uh, 34.50. If she can reproduce that, I think she'll win. Uh, four runs back from a spell, ticks a lot of boxes. I'm pretty keen here on number four on the each way. How do you see it? Yeah, Lola Coaster is going to be hard to beat. I basically, this is a race where a lot of them find the easiest city race that they probably could find for a while. And I think West R. Eileen is the leader. So I'm leaning towards West R. Eileen, but 
not a high confidence race, and I certainly wouldn't talk anyone wanting to uh, follow Lola Coaster in. I wouldn't talk him out of that. I'm on my greyhound for, for Sunday at Sandown, thinking, oh, that'll be an easy race. And we've got a greyhound who's had three wins, and she's lobbed a dog who went 29-20 there last week or something a lot like that. So the joys, I would have much rather been in that one there, race five at the Meadows. But that is the joys of racing. Race six, I'm going Kaheem Bale. Uh, really impressive victory last week. When he lobbed behind the speed early, it was game, set, match a long way out. He's rising a bit in class, but he, he's a serious chaser when he gets it right. Yeah, I, I think the two and the three have both been very impressive as of late, but uh, they do rise in class. And I'm going with the class in this race, my Punga Warrior. Box seven is not ideal, but I think he's been going pretty well. Uh, last start at Wentworth Park, he broke 30 seconds there, and I think he's, uh, he's getting back to his best form and He'll be an absolute monster once he steps back up to the 600. But in the meantime, I think he can win this race. Mm, race number seven, I'm going Providence Bale. He's one that I seem to just tip every single week because when I, when he's in a fifth grade, I like him a lot. And I like him when he's drawn down to the inside. There's a dog in this race that you tip every week as well. Yeah, and I'm tipping it again. So three <laughs> weeks in a row, we've, we've gone head-to-head and uh, with the same greyhounds and neither of us have got the chocolate. But I'm sticking with Alfie Alligator. He finally draws inside, which is where he wants to be. I'm very worried about Aston Ulysses. He's obviously a very, very classy animal. Down to the 525, which I don't think suits him as much. So I'm rolling with Alfie Alligator. So your favourite dog in greyhound racing, Alfie Alligator? Oh, he will if he wins this. Yeah, I was going to say. I'll, I'll have to back him in now that he's got an inside draw. So he, he might take the uh, top spot if he gets the job done on Race. Saturday night. Race number eight is the longest race we've seen at the Meadows in some time, mate, in the form guide. <laughs> 730 metres. It's a tough one. It is a really tough race. Nifty Nangar has just stepped into another league the last two or three starts. Big win at Shepparton, big win at Sandown. It's another really tough assignment. I'm going to let you kick off because I think this is one of the hardest races of the night. Now, I, I nearly didn't tip in this race. I was nearly going to make a gag about being a flight, being... Uh being sired by Space Star, who's the 730-metre track record holder. Mm. Newly newly instigated. But I think Nifty Nanga, look, he's, he's my on-top selection. Box 8, probably not ideal. Um, but in this race, I think it, it probably shouldn't matter and he can be too good for it. I really did find it hard to tip. I've sort of settled on number 6, Venus Light. It was a big run last time over the, the 600 metres and... Five starts ago, went 41.91, went placed behind Zipping Kansas, who set Sandown Park alight that night. So I will go the uh, the daughter of Space Star at the uh, the new 7.30 distance there at the Meadows, but it's a tough one. I, I I say that without a whole heap of confidence. Race nine, I'm a little bit more confident here with Radek Bale. He drops a bit in class. He loves to use a bit of the track. I can just see him looping the field, and if he's close, he'll come with a, a strong run at the end, drawn box number eight. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Sir Chappie, who is not going to lead, but uh, can hopefully get in behind the, the leaders and, and be too strong late. So, not again, I'm not highly confident on this race, but uh, Sir Chappie, I think, is the map dog for mine. Tell you what, we don't sound too confident tonight, so hopefully we can uh, we can find <laughs> a few. And as race 10, uh, I'm going number two, he's no slouch. A little bit more confidence than the rest, because I think Hanel Bale's going to lead off the inside. If the check can can punch through to leaders back, I thought that was the key to winning the race. Yeah, I, I, I was very keen on Hanel Bale. We had a discussion about her last week at at the decent odds she went around and ran second. She went 5, 10, and 30, and 13. And I think if she repeats those splits, 
I think she'll be too good for them, especially off the red box. So, Hamel Bale is my best bet of the night. Ooh, there you go. Best bet of the night for Corey Smith, Hanel Bale. I'll go head-to-head with you there with He's No Slouch to run you down in the last five metres and make it a really miserable night for you. Race 11, I'm going number three, Osprey Rose. Just bounced back to her best last time. Uh, maybe the trip to Mount Gambia did her good. She, she went around in a heat of the cup, finished down the track, but then she went back to Sandown, and, and that was the Osprey Rose of old, 29.56, controlled it from the outset. Yes, she had the red, but I think she meets a, a similar type of field here. Yeah, she got a nice confidence boost the last start at Sandown, and she has broken uh, 30 seconds mm. here in the past. So I think she's uh, she's the top-ranked dog in this for mine, and uh, it's going to be very hard to beat. Race 12, rounding it out, mate. Really, really tricky race. You've got Lala Grapefruit, who won one of the, the features, the Life Members Cup. It was at uh, Ballarat, defeating Indy Corey last start, drawn out in seven. Lamont Bale's got some ordinary form, but comes up with the red. Really, really hard race to tip in. I've settled on the six, Indy Juno. Last start winner, Team Daly with the uh, the polish on this greyhound. And look, can be a little bit hard to follow, but can hit the leads. Even three starts ago behind Wharfie, split 5-11 at Sandown Park. I think if she does that here, there's not a lot of depth and not a lot of speed in the race. So I think she'll come across and lead. And hopefully, mate, the green rug can power up that Meadows straight on a, on a Saturday night at half past 10. Now, you might have to help me out with the pronunciation of the two here because that's my on-top selection. But three starts ago, went 5-10 early, loves an inside draw. And uh, if we can sort of run that 5-10 or, or 5-15, I think we can be buying for the lead early and hopefully be too good for them. But how do you pronounce it? I'm, I'm not even going to try. Yeah, it's just Hellwes. Simple as that, I believe. Yeah. Sorry, I, 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 was, I was too... Uh, I was complicating things too nah, much, obviously. That's it. I believe it was named after a trotter from many, many years ago called Hellwes. So I'm pretty sure that was the pronunciation. The, the Connections actually spoke to me one day when I was calling at the Meadows when it first started racing. And this would have been, I'd have to say, two years ago. And that's when they said the pronunciation is, I'm pretty sure they said Hellwes, um, named after a, a good trotter from yesteryear. Well, that's the uh, the preview for Greyhound Racing at the Meadows tomorrow night. I'm not sure we've got 12, Corey, but hopefully a few winners there. Hunters Punting Club Ooh, It's just relaxing when we get to this part of the show Corey, Punters Punting Club I'm going to kick it off this week And I'm going to go Oh, look, One thing I've noticed with everybody who's been doing the Punters Punting Club If they show a bit of confidence A little bit of swagger And they pin the shoulders back They normally go well I'll have 50 on the snout Race 3, number 5, Subtle Art. My best bet of the program, 50 on the nose. I had McKeon Bale last week, so we're starting to build a little bit of a bank. I allowed you to do that multi last week, didn't I, Corey? And it, uh, it fell through, mate, with, uh, with the first one going down. Yes, I, I, I just got a bit too smart for my own good, <laughs> didn't I? I? I wanted to go a little bit different for you, from you, but I am going a little bit different on the, on this this segment that has the best jingle in, in podcasting history, Correct. the Punters Punting Club. I'm just going to go $50 the win on Hanal Bale. Hopefully Ooh. they put up a decent enough price, but she's my best bet of the night, and I think she can hold the lead from the inside. And uh, hopefully we get a, a little bit juicier of a price than what, we, what I've uh, been tipping late. Well, I'll tell you what, if you get that and it gets home, you're going to have a, a healthy little advantage on the, the rest of the pack, I think, chasing. But uh, good luck, mate, with, with Greyhound Racing. Hopefully we've got a couple of winners for the, the Saturday night meeting and pretty busy week as well, as we said, with those Geelong Cup heats. So winners are plenty. I wish you for the weekend, mate. Yeah, thanks for having me on. And uh, for everyone listening, make sure you do donate to the Good Friday Appeal, especially through the GRV thing, because 
it's, uh, it's a very important cause and, and we're very, very happy to be involved. So get on and, uh, and donate and listen to our ramblings all day tomorrow <laughs> because it'll be a bit of fun. Inside Info. Inside Info time now, the Meadows, Saturday Night Greyhound Racing, and I found a young trainer who I think is 100% on the up. His name is Dallin Klempke, and he's good enough to jump on the phone. How are you, Dal? Yeah, good night, James. Yourself? Yeah, good, mate. You're the first Dallin that I've, I've ever stumbled across. It's like a little bit of a mix between a Dean and an Allen. Yeah. It's different. After, I, I don't think I've ever heard of a challenge. <laughs> well, apart from yourself, hey? Yeah, well, exactly. I've, I get all the names, Darren, Dylan, whatever everyone calls. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I could imagine this is not exactly the start to the uh, the podcast that you thought uh, you'd get, but uh, let's talk a little bit more about Greyhound Racing now. We'll get to Bondi Bear in just a moment, but where did where did the love for Greyhound Racing and the want to be a trainer begin for you? How, how did it all start? Oh, it started when... I was about 14. My brother, Braden Flinky, he started um, training dogs. He first started with Jason Promosa, and I used to go to um, help him um, at Bendigo after school. I used to go there and help catch. Um, and then the love grew on from there. Um, I used to go to the tracks everywhere he went, whether it was Ballarat on a Monday, like school, when school holidays was on, or whatever meeting of a night he was going to. Um, and then, yeah, after I finished school, I got into it full time. And now you're currently working with the, the Giblet Greyhound Kennels, which is uh, Beck and Dan Gibbons. And, by gee, they're having a good run. It must be a, a, a thrill to be a part of their kennel at the moment. Yeah, we're at, um, it's awesome. Wherever we go, we're getting winners. And uh, it helps that they're the best people to work for. And to do it with my beautiful girlfriend, Geordie, um, yeah, it's a, it's a blessing. And tell us a little bit about that. Uh, your partner, Geordie, and yourself, you started DJ Greyhound Kennels. And having having some success as well, I noticed that uh, that she was able to prepare Stromboli, I think it was, to, to a heat and final win down at yep. Sale, which was her local track, which must have been a great thrill for you guys. Yeah, no, it was awesome. We um, did a bit of pre-training work for, for the guys, the Ghost Syndicate. Um, and, yeah, he's... He's gone from strength to strength, and um, yeah, we we couldn't be happier with him at the minute. And what's the what's the plan long term? Is it to set up a kennel of your own and and, and really go full time on your own, or you're just happy doing what you're doing at the moment? Um, yeah, happy what we're doing at the minute. Um, when we start saving a bit more and get a bit older and wiser, we'll definitely go out on our own. But um, at the minute, yeah, we're absolutely loving it with um, Beck and Daniel. It's it's, it's awesome. And mate, what's the what's the dream? Is it to win a Melbourne Cup, a million dollar chase? Is there a race out there that stands out? I know you're a, a fairly local boy to to Bendigo. Is the Bendigo Cup high up on the ranks? Yeah, Bendigo Cup would have to be uh, one of the top ones. Well, everyone um, wants to win the Melbourne Cup, the million dollar chase, all them sort of races. Um, at the at the minute, I'm happy to win a Tier Three race. <laughs> um, I, I can't get a winner at the minute. The missus is doing all the work, but um. Yeah, look, Bendigo Cup would be where I'm born and raised, would be one of the main ones, that's for sure. Well, it's not what we want to hear on the Inside Info segment that you can't find a winner at the moment <laughs> because it's all about winners. And you've drawn the, the plum, the cherry at the Meadows Saturday night with Bondi Bear. Uh, first start around the Meadows. I thought his run last time at Geelong was good. He, he showed a nice turn of pace. His overall time at the end, although he ran only 30, he went 25.91. So you must have been pleased with that performance. 
Yeah, I was, I was stoked. He, um, he always wanted defence. He doesn't draw it often, but when he does, he, he usually uses it. Um, he just couldn't get up under the three just on the turn, and then they um just grouped out wide as they were just jamming up a little bit. Um, I just chucked him in the meadows because I thought all the good dogs would be off and gone to obviously either New South Wales or tonight Sand and Geelong Cup tomorrow. So I thought I'd chuck him in for um, a bit of a look. And um, yeah, pretty pretty stoked I've drawn the red. Are you confident he'll handle the meadows okay? I, I think he will. He's a, he's a big boy, 38 kilos. But um, look, at wherever I've taken him first up, he's um, sort of handled the track pretty well. So I'm not too stressed. Um, I think the red will suit him a lot. He's, he's not brilliant early, but once he hits the ground, he can he can run, that's for sure. And, mate, working for Dan and Beck Gibbons, is there a greyhound in the kennel that you fall in love with that, that might just be the next superstar of greyhound racing? They've got a couple of really nice ones coming through. Yeah, definitely. Um, oh, my, my pick at the minute would have to be McKay and Bale. Yeah. She's, she's, she's got the early pace. She's got the middle middle section, and she's got her run-home time. And um, once you can put it all together, I think she'll be a, a very good dog in months to come. And the better half, Stromboli, how how good can Stromboli end up? Because he's putting together a nice little strike rate at the moment. Yeah, he is. He's actually, I just got an x-ray done today. He's got a little crack in his fibula, unfortunately. So that's going to set him back a couple of weeks. Um, but yeah, he's, he's getting stronger and stronger each run. Um, I think with the, the race fitness, and I think he'll get 500, I'm, I'm hoping anyway. Um, but yeah, he's look. He's only twenty two months old. He's he's nice and young. He's starting to calm down a lot in the kennels. And look, if I, if we can keep him fit and healthy, it'd be nice to get five hundred. Whether or not he can, not we don't know at the minute. But um, if not, he's going to be a real nice country dog. That's for sure. And mate, as I let you go, I want to break this down. Who's the better trainer? Who rates as the better trainer between you and Geordie? Geordie for sure. <laughs> um, not, not even going to think about that. It's the right <laughs> answer, mate. You've got to keep them happy, that's for sure. Well, hey, congratulations with everything you've been doing. Plenty of winners. Stromboli's been flying and, and obviously Bondi Bear going to the Meadows after a really good run at Geelong. So we wish you well, firstly with uh, with the Meadows on, on Saturday night, but obviously the, the future in Greyhound Racing as well. It looks pretty bright, mate, so all the best. No, I appreciate it, James. Thanks for having me on, mate. Well, he'd have to be the only Dallin in the phone book, I think that's for sure. Dallin Klempke, and we really appreciate him coming on the podcast and, and having a bit of a yarn about uh, not just his kennel, but obviously he and his partner, as well as Beck and Dan Gibbons. They're, they're flying at the moment, and a, a group of trainers who are definitely on the up. There's no two ways about that. If you're wanting to know more about Greyhound Racing here in Victoria, you can either jump on the website, grv.org.au, click on the Fast Track link for all of the racing form, download the Watchdog app, make sure you've got that or follow GRV on the socials. They're the three things I recommend you do ASAP. Don't forget that uh, that huge coverage of Greyhound Racing Good Friday on the 15th of April, which is tomorrow, the day after we release this podcast. So make sure you dig deep, donate to a great cause. And until next time, guys and gals, as I always say, safe travelling and happy punting for the weekend ahead. 